Hej och välkommen till ett nytt avsnitt av Healthfulness-podden. I det här avsnittet träffar jag Shaft Udin, poddens första internationella gäst. Och det betyder alltså att jag pratar engelska. <laughs> Extremt ovant och ganska jobbigt för mig själv faktiskt att höra på. Men jag hoppas att ni står ut med mig ändå. Shaft är tidigare marknadsföringskonsult för stora företag som Mercedes, Disney och Samsung bland annat. Han vet hur man skapar viralt innehåll och han har såklart gjort det åt sig själv när han har byggt upp sin egen persona på Youtube där han har över 16 miljoner visningar. Det pratar vi såklart om i det här avsnittet men också om hur han varit utbränd i flera omgångar. Vi pratar om relationen till hans muslimska familj och om hur han det senaste decenniet har rest världen runt och lärt sig tantrans hemligheter. Idag är han ju trots allt känd som sexguru. Du lyssnar på Healthfulness-podden och jag heter Nathalie Jonan. Hej Shaft! Hej! How are you today? Jag älskar dig. <laughs> really? Already? Yeah. You're well, double Scorpio, right? <laughs> and you were Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius Libra Libra. I'm all air. And I'm all water. Water. Double because, water. Yeah, double water. Hang on. What's the other star sign? Uh, Cancer. What's that? Uh, Never meet Cancerians or Capricorns. No, but that's water too, I think. You're triple water and I'm, I'm triple, triple air. air. Yeah, wow. that's what I'm saying. It's going to be like a um, hurricane, windy... Tsunami. Tsunami, yes. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's what's going to happen today. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. come you're in Sweden? Like, what brings you to Sweden and what makes you drawn to Sweden? Do you want the long answer or the short answer? You decide. <laughs> How long have we got? Okay, so... <laughs> okay, semi-long. <so> <laughs> so, right. I don't know how far back to go. So I've been hanging around in the trans- transformational communities for the last decade. Yeah. I'm very good at going into places, creating community, creating tribe, getting people to do really fun stuff. I was once a burner, so I was very much in the Burning Man scene. And the best Burning Man scene is Borderland, the Scandinavian Burning Man. And then I went into the Tantra bubble and I've been in there for the last six years. And my thing is love. I love love. Love is the best. Love is the thing that has healed me the most. And if it weren't for the women in my life, I wouldn't be the man I am today. Mm. But there is an issue with going from one bubble to another bubble for 10 years. And it's only until last year did I figure it out. Like, 
I want depth. I want commitment and I want um, some space where I could grow with my my lovers. Mm. And I have that in the bubbles, but there is a restriction and that's a thing called visas. Mm. <laughs> so we could only have relationships as long as one month, two months or three months. So I spent a lot of time in a very, well, once upon a time, the harshest conditions on the planets, partying as a unicorn. And then the most exotic places with high vibrational foods and sustainable living. And it's all about um, sacred sexual hedonism. And love is like the foundation to that, especially self-love. And I'm a big part in seeding that in. And my wish and my desire was to have as many Swedish people, especially the Swedish women, to come to (laughs) Tantra Island, we call it. There's going to be a Netflix documentary about it. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to work in advertising, so I I do have a a very grounded uh, concept of reality because I'm a a businessman as well as a hippie. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) but I'm going back into the world of business again. It's a nice six years off. And the reason why I came here is because instead of people traveling all the time and migrating from one bubble to another bubble. And we, our journeys like span a year and it's two or three months in every single bubble. And that's in Arambol, Copenhagen, Ubud, Sweden, uh, Berlin, uh, Ibiza and Samarcos. And back to Arambol again. So that's the, that's the one year journey. Yeah. And in Sweden, you guys are just here. Yeah. You're not moving all around all the time. You guys no. are, you know, you have a job, a house. Yeah. And this is the only community where family is functional. Like you have kids and family. And I really desire family hmm. and grounding. I'm, I'm going to, well, I'm 40 and I'm going into my next uh, decade of going up to my 50s. So I'd like to ground and do something. Interesting. And I chose this place because I love you girls. Yeah. <laughs> you Swedish women are probably the most amazing creatures I've seen on the planet. And I've been around. Yeah. And I mean, that's my, like, I have heard that so many times from so many um men from different cultures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's I'm call a it. Muslim Bangladeshi. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I can definitely see why Muslim you like anymore. the Swedish women. <laughs> Well, it's yin and yang, isn't it? So the thing I go for is the opposite of me. Yeah. So athletic, built, warrior women who are like of Viking blood. Yeah. um, Really, really powerful who like to wrestle, um, but also of elvish blood. So your (laughs) mythology, your former religion, which is now known as a mythology, is all about nature. And connecting to the to the <clears throat> earth. Mm-hmm. And the stories you guys have is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and Boulder, he's one of my favorite Norse deities. Oh. And uh, he's something I channel, Boulder the Beautiful. And he's uh, something that I like to connect to when I'm in, in this land. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much working in the esoteric practices of Tantra. And it's all about um, embodying gods and goddesses. Yeah. So you guys have some great ones. Okay, so now we know why you're in Sweden. Long story <laughs> is to have babies, basically. Enlightened babies with all of the beautiful blonde women who look like fairies, elves and pixies. And and we're going to um, return to this because mm-hmm. I'm very much curious about how you see 
the polyamorous lifestyle, mm-hmm. how that fits together with family and Ooh. so on. But first, I want to start off with asking you, what does health mean to you? Health. It is everything. You don't know what it is until you lose it. I had chronic pain for three years. Oh, really? Super shit. (laughs) (laughs) My whole job is based around my body. So I'm a dancer, performer, massage therapist, sacred sexual Jedi. Like I use my body to awaken women. Like this is everything. Yeah. And it's always worked. Like it's not been a problem. I never knew what pain was. Until I gave so many yoni massages that my body broke. Really? Yes. And then my body didn't work anymore. And it was only then did I discover health. Before that, it was always mental health. I was batshit crazy. But now I'm better because of Tantra. But health, this is it, the body temple. This is the the temple where your your soul resides. And this is the thing that you've got to keep on, like, keeping healthy. Okay, so I'm going to just ask you, because my guess is that the people who listens now uh, already know, but in case anyone doesn't know, what is a yoni massage? A yoni massage. (laughs) It is the most powerful form of healing for women. It, It needs to be foundation when it comes to knowing thyself. Luckily, it's now been um, noticed as a scientific thing. It's actually in hospitals and therapies and everything now. Finally. Wow. I didn't even know that. (laughs) My speciality (laughs) is vaginas. So yoni is the older Sanskrit word for vulva, which means sacred space. It's um, a practice coming from the uh, tantric practices the yogis, uh, they do lingam yoni massages. It's just a small aspect of uh, health, yeah. uh, especially mental, physical health. Mm. Um, it's not, you know, everything like most people think tantra is about orgasms and orgies yeah. and polyamory. It's ha- you know, that has nothing to do with tantra, but there is an aspect of it. In yeah. it. And this is all about somatic trauma release therapy. Mm. That sounds nice. It's very powerful. And once you release all that gunk and all the stories and all the blockages and all the fear, on the other side of fear is love. Mm. On the other side of a blocked, tense, uh, fearful body, someone who is scared of rejection, fear of abandonment and all that stuff, is the life that you want to live, the partners you want to be with, the health that you want. Yoni massage is the most powerful key to your existence because one day... A child will come from there. But also you came from a vagina. (laughs) So if you understand your vagina, you could tell others on how it works, how to honor it, how to honor yourself. And then the world will be in a better place. You just told us that Tantra is not only this. Just 5% is sex relationships intimacy <laughs> so so what what what's the rest of tantra like w- w- what would you say tantra is well you could check out my viral video that reached 16 million people Ooh. and if you facebook search 10 questions you always wanted to ask i saw that that's me that i saw that that's my face that's i me. know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, 10 I'm questions like, that's <laughs> why i recognize you <laughs> have you just realized that no oh, okay <laughs> Have been fun though. That been. Uh, okay, so did you see the the prequel to that though? 
No, I didn't. I, I you probably s- did. But, it's but a I, unicorn one. <laughs> I don't think I saw that though. Polyam- I wouldn't remember po- Polyamorous it. unicorn sex cult? No? Okay, no. right. <laughs> I'm the leader. <laughs> okay. So what is Tantra? <laughs> like in, in a few short sentences. <laughs> well, I do recommend everyone check out Shaft Uddin on Instagram to find out. And also that video, 10 questions you always wanted to ask a Tantra sex guru. Yeah. But it's from... Like there's so many different schools that tell you it means tantra means to lead, to weave, to liberate, and all this stuff. There's a billion different answers on what it is, and on history it says it's these sacred texts that were written down, passed down through different lineages. For me, all tantra is is giving labels for what you already are, mm. and that is being a human. It's a manuscript and a blueprint on how to be a human. And 5% of that is your vaginas and your lingams and everything in between. But there's the other 95% of that, which is mental health, personal development, how to move your body, how to open up the heart, how to let go of society's conditionings and the domestication, all the imprints from your mummy and daddy, because trust me, Mummy and daddy issues are the biggest things I have to deal with in my practice as a tantric practitioner. And then all the judgments, the projections and the perceptions you get from your friends and the community that are around you. And then there's all the things around letting go of um, the stories around yourself and who you are meant to be. Letting go of limited beliefs, finding your purpose um, going into the deeper work of self-forgiveness and then going more into self-acceptance and then clearing all of that and having a daily practice of self-love, which revolves around your vaginas <laughs> and your lingams. I wanted to ask you, because you, as, you, as you mentioned, you're from Bangladesh mm-hmm. originally. Like, who were you when you were a child? I was... Mental. (laughs) I was crazy. I had these really big buck teeth, big goggly eyes, really, really ugly, sick all the time, scrawny, scrawny, scrawny. My little brother calls me Furubai Sub, which means little brother. And I'm older than him. Oh, really? Because I was that ill. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, I was just a scrawny little weird kid. Yeah. Had a lot of energy. Yeah. (laughs) So I was this, uh, yeah, just very energetic kid yeah. he liked to burn stuff and steal things and like always questioning my mum about religion and I come from a, a very strict devout Muslim household mm. like my my dad does the call to prayer the azan Allah, <laughs> Akbar, Allah, Akbar. <laughs> one day I will nail that and my father will cry again yeah. <laughs> and and I mean okay so When you were a child, Mm -hmm. like, did you ever think that you would become what you are today? Nope, because the blueprint of my whole existence from the moment I could remember to when it all fucked up at the age of 23 was I wanted to be a house husband Mm. and have kids. Yeah. So all I wanted was to be an artist just be a stay-at-home dad and do my paintings and um and be engaged at 23 married at 24 and kids at 26 that was all i ever wanted so the life i have is not the one i wanted as a child 
but it's a pretty amazing life. <laughs> I mean, I can't even fathom, like, what I've done in my life is so outrageous. Yeah. So, like, you can't even invent, you can't make it up. No. Of course not. Like when I look back at my whole of my 30s, for seven years, I didn't think I was a, a human. I thought I was a, a unicorn. And then for two years, I thought I was a sacred sexual Jedi. And for one year, I thought I was a, a human learning how to be in this body. But I mean, <clears throat> I mean, all these, I mean, I, I love that you're fun. You're very playful. You're humorous, all these things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we just take off all these labels, like... Unicorn. I mean, I see you. You are a unicorn. I can see that. <laughs> but I mean, if we if we take that aside, mm-hmm. like, wh- how would you um, explain what happened from, let's say, when you were twenty three or thirty until now? Like, how can that huge tra- transformation happen? Well, just really fucked up things that happen in your life, near-death experiences, horrible breakups, you know, the things that people call a nervous breakdown, yeah. suicide attempts, things like that. Yeah. Like it hasn't, it has never been like a long run of rainbows and unicorns. Like I've been, I've been suffering from mental health when I tried to kill myself back in 1988. Wow. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. So Yeah. So I've been suffering from depression since that moment when my third eye got calcified and I had to become like a person rather than the enlightened children that we are from the age of zero to seven. Yeah. Every seven years, your body changes. And I've been an addict since 1993 and mm. suffering from severe loneliness since 2004. Mm. So, you know, it's a long time battling all this stuff. Yeah. But it was only until I discovered Tantra did everything change. And that was in 2014. So for the last six years, life's been amazing. It's also been, you know, really challenging as well. Of course. But because of these very simple tools we use in Tantra, am I able to overcome everything a lot quicker? Mm. Like instead of being, instead of having a, a horrific breakup where my girlfriend who I'm about to marry is about to who has sex with my best friend who I've grown up with in the house I grew up in and that making me want to kill myself and then being depressed for like three years and not knowing how to handle anything because no one's given me the tools how to do it now when that happens it just lasts two hours yeah instead of you know yeah becoming the story that defines my life yeah. so what was your biggest like aha moments when you discovered tantra It must have been when I was in a cave down in depths of the big island in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I was with 20 other shamans and we're not plant medicine shamans where we use the body to reach those states of enlightenment. Like there's no hangover basically. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's done plant medicines. Yeah. So uh, what happened was there's 20 odd shamans. We went down into a cave. Uh, there was this giant yoni explosion where lava came out and it looked like a giant vagina. And we put like candles and flowers around it, turned it into an altar. And then we all got naked and we had sex. All 20 of you? With ourselves, each other, however you wanted to generate sexual energy. Yeah. This was a, a, a sex shaman school. Tantra okay. school. Yeah. 
Yeah. Remember, I come from a very different bubble and I've been somewhere for six years and I've only just come back into normal society. Yeah. So the words I'm using are going to be a bit unusual. Yeah. And the practices that I do are really normal in my world. Yeah, of course. But very unusual, but actually science-based in this reality. So what we did was we generated sexual energy and we put all of our fluids, semen, amrita, female ejaculate or squirting fluids, uh, into a big conch shell. And then we poured it into the, into the giant vagina. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Yeah. <laughs> and during this generation of sexual energy and these peak experiences and moments of oneness and um, no mind moments, I, I, the sentence came to me, which is... Um, Heal the rich to empower the poor. Mm. And from that moment, I quit my job at Fox TV as an art director. I was on a six-figure salary. I was a very successful person with a couple of houses in London. And I became full tantric, (laughs) traveling the world, giving yoni massages, yoni massages, creating these safe spaces for people to connect and basically allowing people to connect deeply to themselves. Mm. So they could be more empowered and have more fun and actually have a laugh with life rather than being a victim to life. So that was the moment that changed everything. And I'm still on that journey. Yeah. And now it's now I'm ready after the burnout, second, third burnout, um, <laughs> to come back and have impact in normal society again. And this is, I don't know why you reached out to me or how we connected, I can't remember, but I'm glad that I'm in a normal environment. <laughs> relate to it in a I way know, so far away so far away yeah even though i know that in some um like some of my friends or family like they consider me to be like living out out, yeah out there exactly uh but i mean compared to you <laughs> i'm like super normal <laughs> i know so so what i want to ask you is like when 
when you want to work with the people, normal people, which I do, which you do, and and we, which I imagine you want to do even more. Yeah, this is why I'm back. Yeah. What do you think is the most important thing for people? Like, what's the main issue that people are struggling with? Connection. Mm. So I'm. A, I was an addict. I'm no longer like I. I'm addiction free from everything. Like yeah. That's. That's huge. Yeah. Everyone's addicted to something. It is. Yes, but I, I agree. figured it out. I use these tools, very mm-hmm. simple tools, to overcome all of my mental issues and all my health issues, like very simple stuff. I'm like, I've got genius level brain now. Yeah. Because of these tools. So, <laughs> so well, connection as in communication? Connect, connection to yourself to yeah. figure things out. Yeah. So you could connect with others. So I can, I'm going to change my language. So instead of using um, the word tantra, I'm going to use connection hmm, very or good. conscious ways to connect. Yeah. Instead of talking about energies, mm-hmm. and this is how I sell my products. Because yeah. remember, I'm a I'm a businessman. At the yeah, end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Check me out at Shaft Udin on Instagram <laughs> and my daily love streams on Shaft Udin on YouTube. <laughs> They actually use my website in all of the goddess trainings now and all the female empowerment stuff. They look at sacredsexualawakening.com to uh, see how to make your business sellable to the masses. So I have to change my language. Yeah. I, I mean, this is why I look like a Swedish dad right now. I've had to change myself to be in the environment. I never used to. Even when I was working at Fox TV, I'd turn up covered in glitter, wearing harem pants with all my makeup and jewelry on. And I, I will never forget when my boss one day said, Shaft, James Murdoch is coming in. Get, go and have a fucking wash. He's the first person that you're going to see. You are the yeah. first person he's going to see when he yeah. walks in. So I, I never conformed no. to anything. You wanted to be you. Yeah. And that was my biggest gift to the planet. Now I need to go undercover. So when I came to Stockholm last year in November, I changed everything. I changed, I never used the word Tantra. I got my work into shopping malls, into co-worker spaces. I was giving tantric massages in co-worker spaces, but I never called it Tantra. They didn't know what was going on in their bodies. I wasn't touching anyone's vaginas, but no. I'm an incredible <laughs> body worker and I could like, yeah, yeah, yeah. make people feel things, which is themselves. Yes, I allow people... To be themselves. And that's really hard in this world because we're always trying to be something else. I just mm. help people relax their nervous system. Interesting. That's it. Yeah. Like, this is why I love this job so much because it's so easy. Mm. All I'm doing, because of our mirror neurons, if I have the bigger energy, which I often do, because I've done so much training to become present, yeah. the power of now, Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> so I'm present if there's a batshit crazy person or if someone's having a panic attack, a drug overdose or something where they're about to die, mm. just put shaft or din in front of them because of my mirror neurons and my training, I'm able to bring them back and ground their energy. Mm. So I, I would just do a simple tantric practice, which is eye to eye contact, left eye to left eye gaze mm. and just breathe with my mouth open, big belly breaths. It's really simple. But no one's breathing like that. No. Everyone's breathing. <sighs> yeah. I need to get to that. I need to get that. I'm super stressed, anxiety. And the brain's just going. And then you get sick. 
Whereas I'm just chilled most of the time. <laughs> Super chilled. Yeah. Interesting. And, and because of that, my nervous system is relaxed. If I'm next to someone, they would just feel weird and they wouldn't understand why. And when I say feel weird, they might feel more calm, more chilled, more relaxed, more happy. Because we're all empathic creatures because of this hardwired thing, which is our mirror neurons. We copy each other. Yeah. This is why porn is such a big multi-billion dollar industry because people see people getting off and then they get off on it. And it's visual. Yeah, it's not yeah. even a physical thing. I actually heard that babies, you know, when, when babies cry in movies, like super small babies, mm-hmm. it, they make them cry by making a face like you're sad, like me. Yeah. And the baby, yeah. That's yeah. so cool. In Tantra, <laughs> mm-hmm. usually we hear words. I mean, I hear words as divine feminine and divine masculine. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't want to label it as tantra, maybe right now. <laughs> but if we just science, yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> science shaft. <laughs> I'm going to cater to your audience. Check this out. <laughs> Look how great I am at selling products. <laughs> so, so if we talk about the divine feminine and divine masculine, mm-hmm. what can you tell us about that? Well, thank you so much for asking. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> So I could sell this stuff, this idea to my Muslim parents. Like I've helped, I, I bought my everything I've learned and embodied to my family and I've had a huge clearing with them and we're tight as fuck. It's amazing. I also teach children. I also work in the LBGT community where if you say divine masculine and divine feminine, they will beat yeah. the shit out of you yeah. and get so offended. Yeah. So what I describe it as... And it's in everything. So in dance, you love dancing? Yes. You seen ballroom dancing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lead and a follow. True. If you're, I mean, you're a Scorpio, so you're probably into hardcore BDSM or kink. (laughs) Not that I know. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. (laughs) But there is a thing called a sub and a dom. Yeah. Oh, you know that, huh? (laughs) I know that much. There you go. Fifty Shades of Grey. And then in martial arts, there's an attack and a defense. Yeah. And everyone's seen those, uh, that symbol that's like black and white with a dot in it, yin and yang. And in Tantra, we use the term Shiva Shakti, the divine feminine, divine masculine energy. And all this means is there is a giver and a receiver. There's one an action that is action and there is another side that is to receive left brain right brain love logic Mm. heart brain that's all it is and that's inside all of us Mm. so it doesn't mean one's better than the other it just means that we just need to figure it out and make sure we connect each side of our brains and use not just our brains, but our hearts and our bodies to make a decision. Mm. So my life is very easy now because I've connected not just my amazing intelligent brain, but my heart, my gut, my sex and my whole being when I connect or make a decision, a major life decision. So, yeah. So life's very easy for me now. Yeah. I'm balanced. You mean you're balanced in these two energies? Yeah, masculine, feminine, love, logic, Mm. left brain, right brain, the emotions and the... Yeah. yeah. So 
In my experience, men and women communicate very differently. Yes, we do. And you need to figure out how we talk. (laughs) Well, I recognize that. (laughs) Uh, But the thing is, I think the, the funny thing with this is that I many times feel very masculine, let's say, mm-hmm. in the way that I feel very logic driven, like my even even in moments where I feel, you know, like let's say the the feminine flows in a good way, mm-hmm. my logic brain is really dominant. Like I would say that has a lot to do with your Swedish uh cultural conditioning <laughs> i take it you're a successful businesswoman right well i have never called myself that but yeah let's <laughs> well you've had to compete amongst all the masculine energy around you so you had yeah. to train that part of your being to become at that level so you've really honed that energy mm. to have that logical mind to be successful to have the structures mm. so you could be free mm. I mean, part of part of the reason is probably that. And also, I mean, if I just look at, for example, my mother, she's extremely, you know, logic driven. And uh, I would say not mm-hmm. very emotional, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I would guess that has to, <laughs> lot to what's do with your, it. What's your relationship with your father? Oh, well... <laughs> I think the listeners are like, I mean, I've, I've been talking about this a little bit in the podcast. We don't have a very good relationship mm. and we don't, uh, we're not talking right now. <laughs> 95% of Tantra is this. Yeah. Okay. But where do I start though? I mean, if this is the work, like this is the work, <laughs> I'm like, if this is, this the work. is the work, like there is Crap. no other work apart from go. So you could do all of the pastners, the yoga teacher trainings, all of the ayahuasca, actually, the breath work. I signed up for a bit. Classic. None of this is going to work. I'm going to tell you, I'm, okay. the, the punchline is coming, by the way. Okay, okay, okay. You could do all the San Pedro and the Iboga. You could do Yopo. You could do magic mushroom ceremonies and conscious ketamine ceremonies. You could start becoming a vegan, a pescatarian, a raw <laughs> vegan. Mm, 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 I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. You could do all this stuff. Yeah. But none of this is going to work unless you tell your dad you love him. Really? I have to do that? None of this is going to... I could guarantee you this because yeah. none of all this stuff... No, I mean, I but, believe that. I do mean, you know why? No, not really. I, don't, I mean, I, don't, I, th- I mean, I have been trying the vegan thing and the raw food thing and, and all of these things. Mm-hmm. No, I have Actually, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a cur- like, I'm curious nat- naturally. So, I mean, I would probably try those things out. But try it out, yeah, definitely. No, but... It- <laughs> <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, like, my logic says that that's probably not the answer. It's not. Yeah. It's really simple. But I don't know why, so please oh, enlighten I'm, I'm me. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to tell you the answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all of our shit in our lives that we project onto our current partners, our past partners and our future partners Mm. come from our relationship with our mummy and daddy Mm. so for example i'm gonna tell you my story so you're not gonna be able to relate to it because you know i'm a dude and you're a woman yeah but i mean but you'll understand yeah and also a lot of people are listening so maybe someone else can relate this is true (laughs) so as you can see i'm quite flamboyant 
And if I wasn't wearing my Swedish dad outfit, you'll see what I really look like, which no one's going to see I that. I think I have a clue. Check out my Instagram shaft. It in. And I basically disowned my masculinity. I had a very violent, absent father. Mm. He beat the shit out of me, he broke my nose. He put me in the hospital. I love him now. Elvis, I love you. You're amazing. But when I was little, he wasn't around. He was an, um, a very violent, absent father. A typical man of that generation, by the way, he is no different to most of the men of that, that generation. Mm. It's not his fault because it's a generational thing for men of that age. He wasn't my role model. My mum was. I got mum tattooed on my back. <laughs> like, I love my mum. My mum's yeah. amazing. And I always was raised by my mum. I was always one of the girls. I disowned my masculinity because I didn't want to be like my dad. I didn't want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Rambo. Um, like, I, that was what I was growing up with. And macho men wasn't my thing. And I was just like one of the girls. I wanted to be part of the girls. And then I went to university and I was just hanging out with all the women and whoever you're surrounded by, you become. Um, and then in Tantra and Burning Man, it's a matriarchal society. I, it's just a society run by women. So I'm just one of the women. Then my dad got ill. Uh, he had a stroke uh, back in 2017. This was at when my burnout happened from giving too many yoni massages. And then I, we all went back to Bangladesh and... Everyone thought he was going to die. The doctors and everything said, this isn't good. He hasn't got long left. And I knew he wasn't going to die because I knew I had some tools that could help him, which I learned from giving yoni massages, trigger point release, trauma release therapy, things like that. So I basically helped him heal, helped him overcome like all of his issues in his body through this Yoni massage technique. I didn't touch his yoni because he hasn't. Ha he doesn't have one. He's got a body. It's completely transferable. This skill, and I basically held him and made him cry every single night for eleven days. I gave him space to be himself. Again, mirror neurons. I was just giving him love every day, and he hadn't. He's never had that. He's never had anyone touch him before. Like, and there's me who's not into, like, in Bangladesh, we do not touch or hug up anyone. Like, we just don't do that. And I had to push myself to actually just hold him like a small child. He couldn't do anything. He, like, he was literally like a, like, he's under five foot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's like a little human anyway. <laughs> but a very angry, violent one. Yeah. <laughs> but he's super chilled now. He's yeah. amazing now. Yeah. So I healed the connection with my father for the first time in my life. Before this, I identified myself as a lesbian and I knew I was a lesbian because I was having sex with lesbians mm. and I was mainly having threesomes. So me, a lesbian by woman, another lesbian by woman. So like my life was pretty amazing mm. and very harmonious. It works because these women are bi and lesbian, so they love each other and all the pressure is on me. Yeah. Again, I'm a clever dude. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that like being a dude, calling yourself a lesbian, that's pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> but I was that's yeah. the thing and I whatever yeah. you believe in comes true and if that energy is so true in your body and you're attracting what you think you are then you are before <laughs> you diagnose yourself with depression and anxiety and stress make sure you're not surrounded by <laughs> assholes <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> so 
For the first time in my life, I connected to my masculinity and check this out. What happened after that was unbelievable. I started to attract more men. And I'm not talking about just any kind of dude. I'm talking about the hottest dudes. Mm-hmm. And I started making out with dudes. Mm-hmm. And like, and I started to like see penises and not gag or feel sick. Because mm. that's how much I disowned my yeah. masculinity. I couldn't be around penises or see penises or anything. I'd physically feel sick. And then through Tantra, I healed my own relationship with my own lingam. I suffered from genital mutilation because of the whole Muslim thing and people yeah. coming around my house and cutting off the top of my penis. So I could never be a whole human being ever again. It's the same as female um, genital mutilation. And I learned to love men. Because of my Muslim father, I became bisexual with men. And I honestly believe that the highest form of enlightenment, the highest form of freedom mm. is to be able to love everyone. And I mean everyone. So being polyamorous and bisexual. Mm. So to be able to freely flow and be sensual and kiss and make love and play with everyone you desire mm. with strong, healthy boundaries. Yeah, of course. So, but do you think that's in the... Me and my dad are tight now. We're amazing. Yeah. And my relationship with men is amazing. My relationship with my masculinity, uh, with my structures, with my business meetings, with everything is next level now. Yeah. The reason why my relationship with my father changed is because I said a sentence to my dad on the phone. Mm-hmm. I rang him up and I said to... My dad, I was forced to say this sentence Mm -hmm. from one of my trainings. And I said, hey, dad, I was speaking in Bengali, by the way. Mm. Um, Hey, dad, how's it going? I just wanted to ring you and apologize for the way I've acted. And I just really want to get to know you. That's all I said. Mm. And then at the end of it, I said, what were you doing when you were my age? Mm. And my dad said, when I was your age, I was the hardest Person, hardest working person I know knew and I said dad I'm the hardest working hardest working person I know and then for some reason we both started hysterically crying and I could hear my mum in the background saying why are you making your dad cry what are you doing wow so that sentence structure and I didn't believe in what I said by the way I just said it because I was forced to say it I had nothing to apologize for But I just thought, fuck it, it's one sentence that someone told me to say and they're forcing me to do it. Mm. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I've said many sentences in my entire life to my dad, let's just do this one thing that I don't believe in. (laughs) This goes against everything I teach and do, Mm. but fuck it. So I I rang him up and said it. And from that moment, that was the catalyst to connect to my father. A month later, I had a nightmare where my dad, I, I saw in my dream that my, um, I was deformed um, when my dad beat me up and then I woke up and beat the shit out of my pillow and it turned out it wasn't a dream, it was true because I was deformed. And then that day my dad had the stroke, which we found out a couple of months later. And then my healing journey started because, because of that one sentence. And that's when you started to do the body work on him? In Bangladesh, yeah, yeah. My little brother was like, 
you, you, you give massages, don't you? I was like, bruv, you know, I only give yoni massages, right? He said, it's all the same stuff, just do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe you when you say that, like, none of all these things matter. Uh, and the only thing that does matter is the relationship or the healing. Healing, of, yeah. The healing of the relationship yeah. with your parents. How do we know that we need to do this work? Like, I mean, for me, it's pretty obvious because I don't even talk to my father. So, <laughs> Oh, trust me, you know. <laughs> Everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> I could go into my own family story, but it won't be fair on my family. No. Like, my family's amazing. Yeah. Like, we're all very successful and doing a lot of amazing stuff for humanity. It's great. Mm. But... Everyone knows inherently that there is something wrong with them. Mm. And it often relates to the first seven years of their lives mm. from the main carers where they were trying to get love from. Mm. Mommy and daddy. Mm. So my problem, so I could talk about myself for sure. I'm super needy. Like I'm really needy. Mm. I, I, if I have sex with someone, I'm in love with them fully attached. Mm. Like that's it, I'm done. Mm. But people can't handle that. And I and I always attract emotionally unavailable women. Mm. And that was my story. And then on my 40th birthday, I did a ritual. Uh, and I noticed in the ritual that my mum was the emotionally unavailable person in my life. Mm. I didn't know that because all my life, my mum has been really, really overbearing and protective. Hmm, Shaft, what type of women do you go for? Oh, well, Shaft, I go for strong, inspiring women that enrich my life. Hmm, what's your mum? Oh, she's strong and inspiring. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm basically yeah. having sex with people who remind me of my mum. <laughs> and the weird thing is, when my mum showed me a picture of her when she was, like, in her 20s, she looks like the women that I have sex with. Really? And my mum's always looked like a Muslim fat mum. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, my mum's always looked like my mum. Yeah. <laughs> but when I saw that picture, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this... And everything just fell into place. I was like, fuck, oh. everything relates to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I go for very elvish cat-like women. Yeah. And my mum looks like that. Yeah. Looked like that. Looks, I didn't know that yeah. because she no, just... of course. Yeah. So on my th 40th birthday, I did a, a meditation and I did a clearing around this. And I rang out my mum <laughs> And had this conversation with her because I'm clever. I've yeah. done Tantra. I get it. Yeah. Whatever you have the aha realization moments on some kind of plant medicines or Vipassanas or Tantric Lingam Yoni massages, you've got to integrate that into your life. You've yeah. got to implement it and get the information that you got and turn it into a habit or go to the person and say what you want to say or mm. connect with a person that you saw in your visions or go to your mum and dad and tell them you love them or say, mum, in this meditation I had, uh, I, I, I saw, like I said, in this dream, because mm. my mum's a very, um, she believes in spirits and stuff like okay, that. Okay, yeah. They're very superstitious in, in, yeah. in, that, in that world. And I said to my mum, I had a dream that when I was three years old, I was running away from the house and we we're in the old house and I was on the bike and I escaped out of the back of the house into the garden, into the alleyway and I could see freedom. I could see the road and I was about to get out into freedom and then you grabbed me and you beat the shit out of me. 
And she said, yeah, that totally happened. <laughs> and it did happen because yeah. I remember it. And then I said in the dream, I was able to walk out of it as a man and I turned around and waved goodbye to you. And I want you to know, mom, that you're the best mom in the world. And mm. I love you so much. But you don't have to look after me so forcefully anymore. I can look after myself and all you need to do is just know that I'm safe and I'm okay. And I understood why my mom was so overbearing because she couldn't speak English. So if any of her children ran away, she couldn't communicate because she just wasn't from England. She was a Bangladeshi woman who was trying to take care of her children who were, one of them was batshit crazy, me. Okay. And ever since then, I've been attracting amazing women, no okay. longer emotionally unavailable. Not the same pattern. Not, I broke it, yeah. So what I'm wondering is, let's say someone lost their parents, both of them. Mm -hmm. How would they work with this type of trauma? So I have clients who have lost their fathers and mothers. You can use humans so they could embody the divine masculine energy or the father energy and you could talk, you could get it out of your body so you could say all the things you wished your father had said to you. Mm. And then you could basically clear a lot of energy. I, I like to use a full moon because it's a portal and a place to shift energy and it's you know there's a lot of science behind water on the planet water of women the gravitational pull of the moon mm. and you could use a moon as a a symbol to connect with that energy of your mother or father so you could do these exercises and they're very they're just simple scripts that's all they are and you could have a profound clearing with someone who could hold space for you or get someone to do what you want them to do. Mm. Interesting. And now you're in a place in your life when where you actually want to create a family of yourself. Mm -hmm. So how does that look in like your version? Mm -hmm. So this is why I came to Sweden. I've seen a lot of my friends who are married with children and about to have other children but they're making out with other people and they're going to these conscious orgies and things like that but mm -hmm. they're still together and having sex with other people and still together yeah. and i've known these people for like 10 years so i've seen them grow from being people in the burner world and the tantra world and then having families and being together people new people are getting pregnant there's a bunch of women right now who have all just got pregnant together so It's a tribe, it's a community, and it's all year round and it works. It's the only functional community I have seen on the planet mm. in Sweden, in Stockholm. That's why I'm here, because I need to surround myself in that energy. So I'm open to all forms of creating a family. Recently, I met a woman. Uh, she gave me a lingam massage, and she's going to Russia Uh, to have IVF treatment. Um, and during this lingam massage, I saw a vision where all these souls were going, we found a way into this world, it's through Shaft. Mm -hmm. What he's going to do is give his seed to all of the successful women who <laughs> are tired 
of mm. these dysfunctional relationships who are self-sustainable enough to have babies. And instead of paying for uh, expensive IVF treatments in Russia, we could just uh, shaft and mm. we could have a ritual and he could give his semen and yeah, have yeah. a baby. But I mean... Okay. Or les uh, lesbian, uh, rich, successful lesbian relationships, uh, women who love each other and are in a long-lasting relationship who are looking for that gift of life. Mm. I'm open to that as well. And obviously I have my own hopes and dreams to be a father as well. So I, I'm open to all of the different types. Like relationships is the biggest issue on this planet, especially in Sweden. I agree with that. Like it's got the highest percentage of single people and that's why I've come here because this is where the market is for what I have to give, yeah. which is how to have deep, committed relationships, how to have enlightened babies, how to do all these esoteric practices so you could become... Like, I'm 40, I don't even look 40. No. I'm getting younger, because <laughs> this stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> so this is why I'm here, to give the tools that are very basic to a city that has the highest population of single people. Mm. And my biggest gift is creating community, getting people together, getting people connected and getting like the amount of weddings I've been to because of people I've put together. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So it's not about running away from commitment. It's the opposite. It's about creating long lasting, deep, intimate relationships through trust transparency and communication life life for me is really simple but there's a problem with being the only enlightened person in the village which is yeah. everyone else likes drama yeah. everyone loves drama i'm drama free which basically means i'm not that attractive to women because i'm I, I could give them whatever they want but once they get it people get bored mm. i'm gonna give you guys a little gift what is your I am statement? For me? Yeah. Like, let's say you, you're run down, you got a cold, you're tired. Yeah. You spill over a cup of coffee. You don't drink coffee. You spill over... Cup of tea. Cup of tea. Matcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does your inner monologue say? Mine used to say, oh, I hate my life. Ah. Uh... That's a good one. I don't know. Like, I get very, like, um, frustrated easily. Mm. But I don't know what the, the like, monologue in my head says. Maybe you must something... have an I am statement. I'm not good enough. I'm, I mean, my I, I am statement is I am fat. I got shit hair. I got bad teeth. Da, 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 da. Mm. Why me? I mean, I'm like... You're fully enlightened. This is why you got no, 10,000 followers I, on Instagram. <laughs> I don't think I'm enlightened, but I think uh, a few years ago, I went to a Tony Robbins workshop ah. and we were working with this a lot. And it was like, what's your um, basically like limiting belief mm. that shows up all the time? Yeah. And I think at that point, it was it had a lot to do with fear. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not brave enough or there I'm like go. not. Yeah. And at, to some extent, I think that still um, applies mm -hmm. to me and my life. And that may, but, but I don't know if it really like it, it doesn't have the same grip yeah. anymore. Because you've done the work. 
A little, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean Tony Robbins is a great guy. Yeah. Did you know that my name is Yoni Robbins? <laughs> just saying, just saying. Yeah. So, uh, so you've you've you, you've worked for it. So for your listeners, here's yeah. a little gift. Whatever your I am statement is, swap it to this one, and this works because our brains are like computer programs. Yeah. We could reprogram it through repetition. Yeah. And. Trust me, I've been an addict. I know repetition. Um, <laughs> here's a nice program to install into your brain every day. It's called, and from everything I've learned, I've, I remember advertising. I turned it into a sentence. I love my life. I love my body. I love myself. That's it. Three sentences. Yeah. That's all I want to give to your, to your followers. <laughs> I love my life. When that's unpacked, it means to find what you love every day and do what you love every day. So you never have to work, work another day in your life. Yeah. We're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your purpose is yeah. the thing that makes you happy. Yeah. I love my life. I love my body. Learn to unlock its infinite potential and learn to love it every day. This is the body temple and we really need to look after it. I love my uh, I love myself, which means to find inner peace every day mm. and know that you are enough. Yeah, and you're going to say this a hundred and eight times. You're going to get those little mullahs. And these little mullahs exist in every single religion, from mm. Muslim, Judaism, Christianity. The Pope has it. Like every single religion has it. Yeah. The science part of it is, you know, transcendental meditation and things like that. So you're constantly saying the same thing until you believe it. Mm. So every day you're gonna, if you're listening to this right now, you could count it on your fingers or whatever. You can say, "I love my life. I love my body. I love myself. I love my life. I love my body. I love myself. I love my life. I love my body. I love myself. I love my life." And you're just gonna keep on saying it. And see what happens in a in a week. And then do it for three weeks because 21 yeah. days things change. Yeah. yeah. 21 day challenge of saying, I love my life. I love my body. I love myself. If you want the guided meditation to that, you can find it on my YouTube channel, uh, Shafted. And yeah. there's like a, loads of guided meditations on that. I think, I think this will be a challenge. I think I will challenge the do listeners it. to do this. Your, your life will literally change. This is amazing. It's super easy. <laughs> I'm reprogramming myself every day. Like I have to, I put on headphones and I got my own affirmations that I tell yeah. myself or like listen to myself. I can't <laughs> sit still and have the collective consciousness because I'm so open and so sensitive because yeah. I've been in the tantra bubble for six years. I need to like keep this protected. <laughs> I have to show you. I usually, you know, in Instagram that you can put like a, uh, what do you say? Like a short uh, music thing on your snaps this i'm is... not sure if i can because you've got ten thousand followers which means you've activated special functions oh you got the swipe really? up but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they oh. gamified it. it's brilliant oh i didn't know that <laughs> okay so this is the song that i usually put on uh, wait one second as i said i'm really bad at multitasking uh, <laughs> this is the song that i usually put on my stories whenever i'm like out walking or doing something. I hope it's This Is Me by The Greatest Showman, which is amazing. Isn't that good? <laughs> what are the chances? What is, are the chances? I'm, I'm jacked into the collective consciousness. I, I think this is going to be your next, uh, like, uh, favorite song. <laughs> I've got my own song. Like I, I, 
I love this song right? already. <laughs> I inspired uh, the renegade pharmacist to uh, create a song called I Love My Life, which really? took to Mine Valley and stuff like that. Mm. We were actually going to write a song together before I left uh, Tantra Island to come back to Stockholm. So when, it, when is the um, Tantra Island documentary going to be out? Well, we were meant to go back this year, which we did, to start filming uh, more episodes. Mm. Uh, but then Corona hit. And the guy who's running it, he's a bit of a... Uh, not a hemophiliac. Um, arachnophobic, no. Uh, where where they're, they're fearful of diseases. Yeah. He's neurotic. So... <laughs> Yeah. He's not, he's great. Um, and he basically ran off the island as soon as he could. Mm-hmm. Okay. And came back to Sweden. So we never filmed anything. Oh, okay. So we've got amazing footage from last year. Obviously, I've changed in that year. My direction is very different. Mm-hmm. But there's some nice stuff that's going to happen. I really want him to do a Tantra Island in Sweden mm-hmm. because Tantra Island doesn't have to be in Koh Phangyang. No. Like, Tantra Island is wherever. I am and people like me are. Mm. And the tantric, tantric bomb has exploded in Sweden again. Yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Shaft. Yes. Before we hang up this podcast or uh-huh. whatever, <laughs> I want to ask you one question because usually I do five, but we have been talking so much, so we're only going to do one today. Who do you want me to invite to the Healthfulness Podcast? Oh, Alexander Bard. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Can you get can you get him for me? Do you know him? <laughs> I do know him actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I I I mean the only reason why he came up in my head is because my company wants to talk to him as well. Yeah. Um, so you're like in first place. I'm second. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Bard, if you're listening, we haven't spoken for a long time since that time at Borderland, <laughs> which was hilarious. <laughs> Let's connect. Come onto this show and talk about some tantraversal things. <laughs> I hear you're causing a bit of a an uproar. Yeah. Which I love. He really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a rebel I like it too. <laughs> and I'm very curious to talk talk to him. Uh I loved having you on. If oh, the followers me. didn't uh, aren't already following you or want to come in contact with you or just want to check you out, where do they go? 
Well, if you want to go out for a fika, because yeah. I really like meeting new interesting people. Yeah. Uh, if you want enlightened babies and if you want a yoni <laughs> massage. Oh, if you want to show me how to be a Viking father, uh, you can find me on my love streams every day, 11 a.m. Stockholm time on my YouTube channel, Shafterden. And if you want to send me any messages, I'm available on my Instagram at Shafterden. But you'll be linking all this on your website, right? Probably, yes. <laughs> In the show notes. Great. Loved having you. Thank you, Shaft. Super fun. Thank you very much. 